Bro, what's up? It's good to see you, man. Thanks for stopping by the Azeroth Coast to Coast House. ACTC Live! Yeah, Neff, Kevin, Chris, and I were just hanging out, shooting the shit, killing some Sixers. You know, yeah, we're going to hit a banger soon, man. But uh, first, you know, we've been talking about some nostalgic shit, bro. Um, but you know what? We're just getting ready to talk about some speculative shit, man. I'd like to remind you that we get knocked down, but we get up again, and you're never going to keep us down. I hate you so much. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what, I, what, what was it you said during the dry run net for that? No. <laughs> no, I said it was so bro it made my boobs fall off, and I stand by that. That was <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be as bro as I possibly could. I couldn't help it. It just spoke to me today. Um, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, super fun. Hey, guys, how are you doing today? Well, I was good until that. I'm traumatized. Okay, that was my goal. So it worked out pretty well then. I'm hanging 10. You're hanging 10. God damn it, Kevin. Don't help him. No, bro. It's so (laughs) fucking awesome, man. You ready to go kill some natty and go do some shit, man? (laughs) Oh, Hey, Hey, Chris, how's your week been, buddy? I hate you all. Um, How's your Fortnite been, I should say? How's your Fortnite? Fortnite's been pretty good. Um, We killed the last boss in COS this week. Hey, congratulations. So we've cleared this tier of raiding and we're happy. And we've dropped down to just one raid a week for the Sunday for alts. And people are changing mains for next tier. So yay. And we've been doing a lot of Mythic Pluses. Pushed pushed up to a 14 this week. Cleared a 14 in time. Good shit, man. Good shit. That 15 is right on the cusp, and it's necrotic, which is fucking annoying to deal with at the best of time. <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't help it. <laughs> um, uh, finished the story in Final Fantasy 14, completed okay. the entirety of the Stormblood story, got a bitch in Transmog set from it, um, and I'm ready for Stormblood. Not Stormblood, we're in Stormblood. Shadowbringers. Very ready for Shadowbringers. Yep, yep, yep. Sounds um, good. I also hate myself apparently because I'm still playing some League of Legends. Still playing some League. Why? I don't know. He hates himself. He just said. Yeah, apparently. Um, I, I, I much prefer Heroes as MOBA, but thanks to YouTube saying, "Oh, here's a video you might like," and then it playing automatically, and then more playing automatically, and then that cycle continuing, I reinstalled League. I've actually been having fun. I've yeah, only been playing one hero, but I've been yeah, having fun. You're a bad person. I know. I know. But I have fun while yeah. I'm doing it. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, so what is uh, you been up to, Kevin? Wow. Okay. So um, last week I had a baby rage and quit out of raid one night. And mm-hmm. then didn't show up the ni- next night. And you got GK. That was fun. No. 
Okay. I didn't get G kicked. I would have G kicked your ass if you baby rage out of my raid. Hmm? Dirty laundry, dirty laundry, dirty laundry. Dirty laundry alert. Dirty laundry. We uh, just need to have a button that just shouts that to everyone. Dirty laundry alert. Uh, we obviously can, just can need we, a stream deck. We obviously need a stream deck. We we do need an icon for dirty laundry though. Then there, Chris, can you make that happen? Working on it. I'll get a stream deck okay. sorted. All right. Um, other than that, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, and I had a baby rage in fourteen because I asked support to give me the buff to 60. They disagreed with me multiple times. <laughs> um, but the thing that kind of bugged me the most about that was that all they did was say, uh, we try to help you out in most cases, but in this case, we can't help you. And here's a link to the FAQs. And I said, you know, I tried to respond to that and say, please escalate this to your manager. Uh, you know, I'd like this to be reviewed. And they just kept copying and pasting that same phrase and sending it to me over and over again. So can you possibly give me some context to this? Yeah. Okay. So at anyone who joins a specific server in Final Fantasy 14, who a is a new character, server. a preferred server, gets a buff that basically gives them double the EXP until they get to level 60 on a on their first job. Now, so, bear in mind, Kevin made the character before Lamia was changed to a preferred server. Yeah, like one or two days before. So LB created the same character, or he created a character the same day I did, um, and we were both playing. Someone realized that the server had been switched over to a preferred server, like probably 48 hours after we created the characters. So... Uh, LB recreated a character and started from scratch, did everything he did previously over again, and started getting levels faster than me to the point where like, we would go through a dungeon, I would get one level, LB would get six levels from a single dungeon <laughs> wow. run. Now, now bear, bear in mind, bear in mind, yes, he's getting a fuck ton of levels. Is he mm -hmm. at the same part of the story as you? Or if you yes. were still playing? Okay. So Final Fantasy XIV is designed in a way that it doesn't matter if you're level 70, if you are at the first story quest of the entire game, you cannot really proceed until you have done that story quest because a lot of the stuff gets unlocked through the story, including some major dungeons, your primal fights, and the actual story itself. The story yeah. is so prevalent, doesn't matter what level you are. Right. And I've tried to explain that to you. <laughs> I understand that, but just seeing LB out level me like that ridiculous, it's So you had nerd rage. I had when nerd rage. When LB hits level fifty one, regardless of his XP buff, he will stop getting XP because he we wouldn't have completed the story by then. You have to unlock Heaven's Ward story before you can progress past fifty one. Well. Yep. That's so, what I keep saying. I wonder so if I it have doesn't the matter. Buff. You won't because you made it before. Are yeah. you sure though? Because I made mine after they made theirs. Mm. Well, they, they did say that LB redid his whole character. Yeah. You, I mean, you can check like your buff list and it will be there and it's called Road to 60. Neth, I want to <clears> say <throat> you actually made your character before they even thought about it because they were still playing uh, Star Wars when you made yeah. your character. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, that's that's a thing. And I've also been playing Apex Legends. They had a new patch this week. It's pretty fun. How is that event going, by the way? The the Legend of the Hunt or whatever it is? The event is kind of dumb. Um, The thing that has changed drastically about the game is the Elite queue. And once you get to top uh... five and you replay, you play in like a top five bracket. Mm -hmm. And like everyone who got top five goes into that next bracket. And what it has led to is a bunch of people turtling until the very end of the game and then trying to make the top five. And to the point where I was watching a game from a pro streamer and there was 11 teams in just swamps. Like the circle had gotten to the point where it was just swamps and there was 11 teams in there and they were just all in a different building turtling, waiting for someone to die so that they would make top five. And it's it's really kind of made the game so different and weird. What you're saying is that everyone should have a noxious on their team. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Like oh, everyone okay. should have caustic because caustic. That's yeah. It. Yeah, everyone is turtling. It's it's a very different game now, honestly. And uh some of it's cool. Like I got into I got into a situation where there was two teams left and the circle was like as small as it could possibly be, like and they were in a house and we were kind of trying to infiltrate the house and it turned into like some kind of weird like Rainbow Six map because <laughs> okay. we were like we, like we we were literally like trying to like you know, get inside this building and kill them and it, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's it. It's not like the same run in, you know, spam your gun and kill everyone type of game as it used to be. Um, I would still play it that way. In fact, I might actually play some Apex with you today if you're uh, up for it after the game, after the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I still have it installed. I might stream if you wait until I eat my dinner. Yeah, I'm okay, okay with that. I was just gonna play. I was just gonna play Path of Exile because the new league's out. But yeah, I yeah, I may as well play with some friends and do some shit. Is there cross realm or cross play? Yes, there is. Well, no, I don't. I don't think there is. For what Apex? If you mm. play on Xbox, I don't know. I actually something I'd have to definitely, definitely take a look into. We'll look into it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if there is. Because I mean, you have to make an Origin account anyways. So regardless of what system you install it on, so LB confirmed check us, and LB LB is actually confirming for us. Yeah. Uh, the, cr- Thank you, uh, the game currently doesn't support crossplay. Well, done, done, done. Yeah, um, that was posted okay. two days ago. So uh, we're over uh, Kevin's baby rage. Hey, yep. Neff, we are like fifteen minutes into the show. How's it going? Uh, you know. Um, so this week I did a tiny bit of raiding and WoW. Um, I've been coming to raid nights but leaving when they take their break because of the time change. And I did a little bit of my Final Fantasy story, but I didn't have much time or energy for gaming this week, which is shocking, but it is what it is, so. Shit happens. Oh, well. Okay. What about you, Beth? <laughs> um, me, uh, Hearthstone, of course, the, the fifth stage of the Dollar and Heist single player content is out. I'm having some fun with that. Um, it's a pain in the ass. Fuck that mode, but I'm still having fun with it. Um, like I just mentioned, I've been playing some PoE and playing some Path of Exile because the Legion season just like literally launched yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. Um, so I'm starting a witch up on that uh, just for shits and gigs. Um, 
And I mean, honestly, like I've said before, the reason that I play Path, sometimes I play Path of Exile over Diablo 3 is because the seasons are really, the leagues are seriously transformative in PoE versus the not quite so transformative D3 seasons, unfortunately. Um, a little bit of Monster Hunter World, uh, just grinding out some shit at this point. Um, and on Switch? How are no. you playing Monster Hunter? I'm playing Monster Hunter World on PC. Um, I may join you with that because I have it as told as well. I've told you all this for like the last three or four weeks that I've been playing. No, Monster I know. World. I've, I had I forgot I had it installed. I didn't want to reinstall it, <laughs> but I just found out I still I... have it installed. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, we can maybe do some little bit of Monster Hunter World, do some hunts or something. Um, Destiny Two Season of Opulence just started, just launched off. Um, I'm playing quite a bit of that. Um, I did all of my weekly stuff. I got to get on and do my daily powerful gear stuff and do some more of the new uh P- the new event they've got going on this season which is menagerie which i've been having a lot of fun with um i really need them to unlock the rest of the bosses real fucking soon because fighting this one boss is getting really annoying it's really kind of boring if you fight the same boss 25 times in a row wow. in a single day um i just to finish boss, the barons and that yeah you still need to finish forsaken up um the Forsaken storyline was really good, so uh, you really need to finish that up at some point. Um, but uh, I'll be talking all about the new Destiny shit later down, um, though I mean, I'm going to be probably uh, shouted down by Kevin at some point since, uh, you know, uh, the things that have recently happened with uh, Destiny. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Well, you um, just reminded me of a new story that we didn't have in the show notes that we need to yeah. talk about. That was actually going to be one of my main one of my one of the things I was going to talk about since I do play the game quite a bit. Okay. So, okay. Um, we can talk about that at the end of the Activision Blizzard stuff. Um, hey, listener feedback. Uh, yeah. Let's. Are we doing me first? Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I. Okay. So we have one email. Um, and shout out to my best friend and favorite curmudgeon Adam, who is also known as at Novali on Twitter. This is from him. Um, first, some nitpicky audio complaints. The intro music comes across way too loud. He listens while he's driving, and the intro music nearly blows the windshield out of my Subaru, so he has to turn it down. Then when it ends, everyone's really quiet, so he has to turn it back up. He says he's being super nitpicky, but hey, TV stations love to make commercials 50 billion times louder than the content. Don't be those people. And that's, um, that's I'll, 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 I'll respond to that. Um, that's super fair. Our audio, I'll our audio that. engineering is not great. Yeah, I mean it's it's literally probably less than five decibels louder than the audio, but I'll fix that. Well, I mean it's like you have to remember though, Kevin. It's like you're talking about uh, uh, electronica, like electronic music versus like natural speech, so it's yeah. going to seem louder. Okay. So. Um, he was also commenting about Gav cutting in and out. Um, which was a technical issue. That was a technical issue. issue. It was, it was, and you're fine so far yes. this week, so yay. So we, yeah. we knew it was an issue, but thank you for pointing it out. Um, thank you. On the discussion and and of- for the record, I was, I was shot down saying that there wasn't a, any problems and that I was wrong and I was being nitpicky. And no, no, we have at least no, two that's comments, not but. what we shot you down about, Kevin. What we shot you down about was you trying to tell Gabriel to tell his wife to limit her inter- internet use as while we're recording. Yeah, that's why we shut you down, Kevin. <laughs> Which is an entirely different that. thing. And I'm still yeah. shutting your ass yeah. down on that. <laughs> we will still do that. We will still shut you down for that. <laughs> um, All okay, right. Um, so continue on. The- 
Uh, continuing on, on the discussion of Classic, um, there was a brief argument over whether Classic grades will be way easier, way harder than people think. He doesn't think it's going to be one or the other. It will be a mixed bag because there's a lot of variables people probably aren't still considering. Um, with regards to things like shot rotations, it's a valid point. But the vast majority of specs that were serviceable um, in a raid back then were almost entirely single button spam. Frost mages use nothing in their kit aside from a frost bolt in a raid. Fire mages use fireball with the odd scorch for maintaining a debuff. Um, he's not sure where shadow, the shadow priest tank discussion came from because he doesn't remember ever seeing that in vanilla. It happened. Um, shamans could always use two hand weapons. I was on the wrong end of an Arpanite Reaper Wind Fury chain enough times across just about every pre Burning Crusade patch to know this. That's fair. Which is a really that, yeah. good way to have something drilled into your head that this is a this is a valid thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, getting yeah. hit with those like chain wind fury yeah. procs on a two-handed weapon. Oh fuck yeah. I, okay, I remember I that now, our, and that's actually right. Yeah. I think our query was just that we weren't sure if it was patched out before Burning Crusade or if it was patched out with the Burning Crusade pre pre. No, it that no, no, he's actually correct. Like uh like like he's actually correct. I did mention that I wasn't sure when shamans gained access to two-handed weapons, but so that's actually that actually corrects me on that. And I appreciate the correction. Thank you. Um, he did point out one thing a lot of people are probably completely forgetting is how haste did not exist in this version of WoW. Mm -hmm. People are used to rolling sub 1.5 second cast filler spells, and they're probably not realizing that a lot of the caster nukes are two and a half to three second casts with no way to reduce it. Um, yep. He says mechanics barely existed before AQ40. Fights were incredibly straightforward from a mechanics perspective. There's no way they'll be hard for people. What will be hard is probably remembering tricks involving tanking positions, swaps, taking advantage of the raid terrain for um, certain fights, um, such as the line of sight tomfoolery on Firemon Chromagus. Um, which there I do were mechanics. There were mechanics. Yeah, there were I, I disagree with Adam on, on that one. There definitely were mechanics, but I also do remember the things like on Chromagus, you kind of tucked in and out behind that one wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just, I, mean, I think it's... Sorry, go ahead, Chris. Everyone. Um, the mechanics were fairly simplistic. Yes, um, bomb in uh, bomb on um, Geddon, and uh, you know, doing doing things in certain orders and things like that. Um, you know, the, the mechanics existed. They weren't super in depth, super detailed, but they um, still existed. They yeah. existed. Yeah, uh, it, it, we're not saying that you know they were they were you know black best, temple level shit but yeah the best way to look at it is that let's compare major domo the last boss of molten core with stormwall the last the second sorry second last boss in molten core with the second last boss in uh battle for desire lore mechanically one is night and they are night and day to each other the mechanics were there but at, the, but there but at lot that time that was still that was still advanced mechanics for the time frame. Mechanics yeah. have progressed yeah. since then, but at that yeah. time, that was actually a challenging fight at the time because you had to keep everything controlled, right? So, oh yeah, that, that's what I'm saying though. Like, that's the mechanics were there, but they were just vastly different because of the, the limitations at the time. Yeah, well, and something something 15 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's something we actually did kind of talk about. Like he actually that something comes up a little bit further on, like fifteen years ago, and you know, blah 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 blah. Not there yet. I know we're not there yet. That's why I kind of like cut that off in the middle of the segment. Okay. 
Um, so I'm going to read a couple of these out of the order that he has. Um, so he says, certain classes will have to deal with threat, but some others will be at a patch level where it's entirely a non-factor, i.e. mages. Um, and that's correct. Shad and I specifically brought up Shadow Bolt for Warlocks because that was all Shadow... That's all Warlocks did was they spam Shadow Bolt and Shadow Bolt, Shadow Bolt, Shadow Bolt, Shadow Bolt. Overnuked. Yeah. Overnuked. Over Fuck, I'm um, dead. He feels that people are in a root for a rude awakening on a couple points. Um, one, when it people start realizing that the DPS can run out of mana, and it's a very important thing to learn how to manage for a long encounter, such as Seethan. Yeah. Um, Long also, in for a rude awakening, up. when you find out that over half the specs in a game are a liability in a raid and are almost entirely non-functional. So, I mean, um, not wrong. I mean, you didn't... Shadow Priest was like a very niche, and he specifically calls out Shadow Priest in there, and I'm going to yeah. say that because... I, I do remember we the, the group that I ran with, we did have someone who played Shadow Priest, played it very well, but it was very much because they, they proved themselves that they got to be Shadow Priest. I do not remember in my time rating in Classic seeing a balanced druid, like he says, you almost never saw a feral druid. Ret and prop paladins did not happen. Paladins were no. healers, the end. Um, no. Yeah. Why? Why? Because they because the specs weren't viable for raining. They they weren't. Okay, so Kevin, quick history lesson. There used to be a design ethos with Blizzard called the hybrid attacks. So any mm -hmm. any spec that any class that had multiple specs that can fill multiple roles, tank, healer, and damage, or tank and healer, or tank and damage, they had what was called the hybrid tax levied against them. So they were expected to do about. 20% less DPS than a pure uh, DPS spec while they were in their DPS specs. Because that was the that was the tax you gave up for having utility. Except that most of the specs were garbage. Because you could still heal in that spec? Right. Yeah. Mm. Because you, you, you were because expected you to be remember, utility. It's, it's talent tree, so you're going to have abilities from... You know, you could have abilities like you could... You would go, say, all the way down in healing paladin and then part way down in ret or prot right okay um all 32 things, 15 splits um nova lee or adam says all things considered the status quo from 13 to 15 years ago for pve specs might be a bit fluid today since a lot of tools exist now that didn't back then for gauging raid performance um stuff like accurate damage meters warcraft logs um, our two things could shake that up, assuming the LUA structure is sufficient enough for someone to pour over something like details or combat logging is verbose enough for Cure to make a WCL Classic page. Um, additionally, the usual PC, PC setups back then were Paltry, AMD, Athlon, and Pentium 4 systems that pale in comparison to modern systems on top of the fact that internet infrastructure was vastly shittier than it is today. <laughs> yeah. Things could easily be very different factoring in these points. Um, then we were talking about veteran PvP, um, and he said veteran PvP is likely maybe coming out of woodwork, not just for some insane desire to regrind High Warlord or whatever the Alliance one was, and I'm drawing an absolute blank. Uh, Grand Marshal. Thank you. Um, and also likely due to the much slower pace of combat in early WoW, slow-paced combat can be more desirable for some because it allows for more room. Um, it allows more room for a well-thought-out strategy rather than today where it's dominated by APM quick thinking and pre-planning. There's a reason why PvP and games with slow-paced combat like EVE Online are regarded so highly. 
Um, also, last points with regards to a long time to kill Jaina. I know that feeling. We just killed Mythic last weekend after taking way too long on that bus, although we were bent over in two directions due to the fights, NARNG nonsense, and severe member turnover. A lot of people say Jaina is one of the best fights Blizzard has ever released, but I'm firmly in the unpopular opinion camp where I think it's probably one of the most absolutely poorly designed, bad random, ra blah, 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 bad random mechanic written shit show of an encounter that has ever <laughs> graced PVE rating. <laughs> Keep wow. up the good work. No wow. belief. Wow. Now, I will say this. I am in an actually in a fairly unpopular camp when it comes to rng because i strongly believe rng should exist and there should be plenty of it i don't think that every encounter should be identical every single time that's just me encounter wise i completely agree with that uh, when it comes to boss fights and mechanics i completely agree with that there's some places where rng shouldn't exist vendors but mechanic wise 100 percent. yeah i i and I wish it was a little of both. I mean, I feel like there's certain fights like Council where it's just like RNG bullshit nonsense the entire time, and then other fights where it's just, you know, how quick can you take this boss down before you, no. you know, die? Now, I it's, think that... Sorry, go ahead. There, it, it just seems like there are certain bosses that r rely more heavily on RNG or rely more heavily on DPS or healing, and they kind of like pigeonhole certain bosses into those types of scenarios instead of like trying to balance the fight and balance rng and balance dps and balance healing so that it feels like a good fight instead of a you know a race to dps or a race to heal or hopefully you get good rng yeah i mean personally i think that no i don't think an encounter should be able to rng wipe you like, oh, hey, this like weird complex of abilities all happened at the exact same time. So yeah, you're fucked. It's just, it's a zero sum game in that case. But I do feel that, you know, any fight that doesn't have at least a small amount, a minimal amount of RNG is an, is an encounter I don't want to bother with. It's just patchwork. And everyone patchwork was. Well, yeah, patchwork was stupid patch people people use patchwork as um a as a as a baseline yeah, standard it, it's a standard because it's a it's a dead simple you hit the guy and that's it he doesn't do anything special he hits whoever's on the top of the threat meter and then he hits the second person that's on the threat meter too and that's it um so it's like i i just think that that's a very boring encounter. It's a very boring fight. Why would I want to do six of those in a raid? Why, why would I want to do six and, of those in a raid? And I feel like, you know, the new patchwork is botanist and council and other fights that are ridiculously RNG driven to no, the point you're, where, you're, you're you know, people just get frustrated and annoyed I, of it. I, I, think you're missing, patchwork. I, I think you're missing the point of what I'm saying is that People say they don't want RNG, and what they do is they point to patchwork as a fight. Patchwork is an incredibly, incredibly boring DPS race. That's all it, it was, is. There was no RNG. There's no RNG. There's no mechanics besides the top threat and the second threat take hits, and that's Actually, it. Actually, it wasn't threat. It was top health and second top health. And oh, that's right. That's that's because And you had to jump inside the ooze to cut your health in half, and then you had your two tanks. Or multiple tanks, however many it was for back in, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that was yeah. that was literally his only mechanic. He hit the person yeah. with the most health, and the second person with the most health. That was his yeah. only mechanic. Um, that was the only mechanic. So it was it was just a DPS race. All 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 patchwork was was a gatekeeper for progressing further into Nax. That's all he was. Um, and it's a very boring fight, but there are people that are like, oh, well, patchwork is a great example of a good fight because, you know, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to engage the, you don't have to engage with mechanics. It's just sit there and you just wail on him for three minutes or he enrages and that's it. And I don't, I, 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 I never want to like see another patchwork again. There's a reason they haven't done any more patchwork mm-hmm. fights. But so on the other end of the spectrum, I don't want a heavily RNG fight either. But the thing is, Council isn't RNG heavy. The only thing about Council that's RNG is the randomness of where, like, the frog mechanic actually lands. The timer for the frog mechanic is not RNG. The timer for the bird cat mechanic is not RNG. They are timed. The the only RNG to them is where they go. Can I just say how much I hate that goddamn frog? I mean, you can hate the frog all you want, but it's timed. It's not RNG. but the if time, you have like, DBMs installed, you can see when it's coming. You you do have situations where you have to go into the circle where the bird is doing raid wide damage to everyone while the raptors are coming out, and you know I don't know yeah. if the frog happens during that too. But, but people they're all are timed. <laughs> it's not random. But I mean, you could say that about botanist too. I think it's just that the timers line up in such a way that abilities hit you at the same time or. You know, everything's kind of going off at once. And you okay. feel like you can't do something. That's a fair point. The timers match up, but they're not mm-hmm. random. It's timed. You can't and blame RNG for them for something that is timed, and you are you should be aware of it with DBM and bigwigs. And that's exactly what I was saying. It's like, God, God. No, no, go for, go on. Uh, that's exactly what I was saying. It's like the timing. Uh, timing is one thing, but at the same time, a fight shouldn't be shouldn't have an aoe like raid wipe just on an rng effect just because oh these two effects happened randomly at the same time that's bad design that is very bad design unless there is a specific way to get around it like um oh shit who was it um um fuck i'm thinking alar it's not alar um not alar shit who is it um there's an encounter i want to say it was in TBC or Wrath, where there was a potential white mechanic involved in it that could Lich King, Lich King, because of uh, bad blights and things like that, you could come into a situation where it was a wipe situation. You could get away from it, um, and that was bad encounter design. And they patched it, and then people started killing it. That mm. was that was that was a good choice. I think that was part of it. I it's been. God, it's been over a decade. It's been a decade since, so I'm not entirely positive on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like any an encounter shouldn't be random enough that it can wipe your raid due to sheer randomness. But you need to have randomness present in the encounter, or it's just boring. It's just sitting right. there doing the exact same mechanics over and over again every single time. Which yeah. is where I mean, we see it, with council that's the there's timers on it, but the effect of the the timer the, the effect itself has a random element to it. It'll right. actually no, the frog isn't even random. It hits the furthest person away from it. True. Fuck that frog. So it's not the frog is <laughs> oh random. Oh my god! Fuck that frog. <laughs> the the raptors are random. Frog. 
Red or not, will, fuck the frog. The Raptors will always go on the will, will go on random players, even tanks. The bird where it lands is random because it's it goes from a random spawn location and goes around in a circle. Um, but the 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 actual timer, the actual abilities themselves are timed, but there's random elements within them. It's a combination of the two. It's not just all random. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's bring it back to where we were because we've gotten sidetracked on As Adam's always. feedback, which is yeah, normal for us. Totally normal for us. But we also have some Discord feedback this week. So, Kevin. Do we? We did. Uh, Neth cut out there, so I'm assuming she said me. So, uh, Wooly Ram gave us some feedback. Um, he also commented on Gabriel's audio cutting out constantly, which we should be able to fix this time. Um, and to the classic, Dark Lady, watch over you. Uh, he's I... saying that he's going to be Horde. Okay. For the Horde! Um, and the meme, we know everything about classic is wrong. You can watch Scar, Scram, Scarm, Scarm? Scarm or Scram, yeah. Classic tank Scarm. expert for some demonstrations. Um, Necromancer in D three was dull, which I disagree that, with. I quite enjoy playing the Necromancer. That was that was why I never yeah. like I never got a Necro to sixty. So and that was kind of part of the problem. I no, I have fun yeah, with it. it I enjoy mage. it. Uh, Gavril, we don't hate it when you talk about Hearthstone. It just bores us into comfortable somnolence. Somnolence. Sleep. It makes us sleepy is what he's saying. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and the degradation and descent of StarCraft is a mirror of Blizzard's own degradation. Degeneration. Degeneration. Sorry. Argue that, but you know what? Everybody's in, in, uh, allowed to have their own opinion on things. I I thoroughly encourage you to have your opinion about things, Wooly. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly encourage you to share right. it so we can debate. So Yo. preach it, brother Gavril. May Sween, Sweeney's attempt at buying his way into PC gaming fail. I and I'm going to reiterate what I said last Sweeney time again. Uh, Tom Sweeney is the CEO of Epic. Um, I'm going to repeat what I said last time. It's like, I would love to have a legitimate competitor to Steam. I would, if if Epic was positioning itself as a legitimate competitor to Steam, giving me the same features, functions, and everything else, or even something different, like, you know, just, just give me a Steam-like experience. But it doesn't even have to be like Steam. It could be something new. It could be something brand new. It could be a completely different in- environment, completely different encounter with this. But at the same time, like, don't defend yourself and Tim Sweeney. Sorry, not Tom. Um, LB corrected me uh, in Discord. Um, like, don't sit there and tell me that your shit don't stink. Because everything Epic Games at the moment, to me at least, stinks to high fucking heaven. And I, I am going to spend my money where I am comfortable spending my money. And... Right now, that's not the Epic Game Store. Like I said, give it six months, see where it's at. If it's good in six months, I might give it a fair shake. But right now, what I've seen out of them, I'm not really interested in giving them my money, which is why I haven't yeah. played Dauntless. So, I mean, at this point, I'm kind of thinking about it just like I had to download the Ubisoft game launcher to play Ubisoft games. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a launcher. The difference with Ubisoft games, though, is that 
if I want to play South Park The Fractured Butthole, I can buy it through Steam and it launches Ubisoft. There's the difference. It's, it's, no, 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 Kevin, it's never been to me... Like, and, and There are a lot of people that use the, oh, I don't need another launcher argument. I've got like six fucking launchers. I don't mind having extra launchers. It's mm-hmm. a pain in the ass sometimes, but I don't really care. But the problem is, is wherein you are posi- trying to position yourself as something that you very clearly are trying to rush out and you are nowhere near ready for. <clears throat> um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. <laughs> um, it's like, I, I just, I don't hey, think... Yeah. Um, I don't think that Epic is in a place right now where the Epic Game Store is worth my time. And I, if it becomes worth my time and they cease like these really super predatory practices that are not really friendly to gamers. Like I, I, I have no problem with EA launching um, Anthem and Apex Legends on Origin because they're first party games. I have no problem with Ubisoft doing Assassin's Creed and um, whatever the game that was you just mentioned. The Fractured Butthole. Uh, yes, the fractured butthole because those are first party games. Okay, you actually did say fractured butthole. Yes, yes. Uh, South Park is losing my mind. No, no, no. So the first one was South Park: The Stick of Truth, and their sequel was South Park: The Fractured Butthole. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought so, I was having a stroke. I'm like, nope, that's not what he said. So I, I don't begrudge Ubisoft or EA putting their games primarily on their own platforms. I don't begrudge them that. I don't begrudge Valve for putting Counter-Strike and Team Fortress 2 on Steam. I Blizzard like, I, do I, it with Battle.net. Blizzard does it with Battle.net. Um, so it's just like, I don't, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like exclusivity, period. But at the same time, I understand the uh, economic and monetary reasons associated with putting it on your own launcher and not anybody else's launcher because guess what? You're not paying anybody any money, period. But... I, I don't think that Epic is doing things correctly. And I've stated that several times. Yeah. And I will be withholding my money from Epic, from, from games launched on Epic, which is very sex. I still want to play Metro Exodus. I still want to buy Borderlands 3, despite Randy Pitchford. Um, I still want to play these games, but I'm not because I'm going to use my wallet mm-hmm. to voice oh. my opinion. Speaking of Borderlands, for anybody who hasn't noticed it yet, there is a huge sale on this weekend on the Handsome something pack? Handsome collection. Yes. It is all the DLC and everything. I'm going to do this in Canadian prices because I'm Canadian. So it's normally 248 Canadian. It's on sale this weekend for $7. So if you've been thinking about picking this up, I highly recommend popping over to Steam and taking a look at the price. So it's that that pricing is a bit disingenuous. Is the problem um, the price? I, I'm not like begrudging anything. It's like it's a good deal. I liked Borderlands too. I played the shit out of it. It's a bit disingenuous because that's like if you purchase all the DLC at MSRP, that's mm-hmm. the price you would get. It, it doesn't count. It's not like oh hey, I bought the Borderlands Game of the Year Edition bundle. Or I bought the season pass bundle, or things like that. It, it's it's a little bit disingenuous, but and that's all like original MSRP too. Like 
Yeah. Sorry, I, I just I don't like disingenuous price practicing. I'm sorry, I don't like it. Deep breath. Deep. Which is, I love how passionate he gets about all this. It's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same reason why websites like Camel 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 exist because there's like a sales price like, sale what? price on Amazon. Well, they they basically track the price of stuff on Amazon because Amazon shit says it's always on sale, but it is always on sale. So when it says it's on sale, you have to check to see if it's actually a sale or not. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. I mean, retail stores have done this for years. Yep. I I work for a retailer. So yes, mm-hmm. I, I know I know what happens. I know we do this. Like it's right. it's just pra- common practice. But it's business. it's still a sale. You're still going to get a deal on it if you don't yeah. have it. It's still cheap. It's under 10 bucks. I mean. Yeah, I mean and it's it's a good game. It's I liked Borderlands 2 despite the cognitive dissonance I had with the writing style. I'm not a fan of Anthony Birch's writing style. Um, I, I, I didn't like, oh, meme factory bullshit. I didn't <laughs> like that. But at the same time, it's still a solid game. It's still fun as shit to play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just found fun. out about it a few years ago and played through the whole thing, and I thought it was fun as hell. I put like 24 hours into it like without even thinking. I and put significantly more into it. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a really fun game. Pick it up, and yeah. if and I heard there may be some new DLC for it before yes, Borderland Three comes out. It is pretty much confirmed, though it is still unconfirmed and slightly speculative at this point. LB, um, but, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 uh, that's shots fired at LB. Um, no, it is pretty much confirmed at this point. Um, they it will be, I believe it's Captain Lilith in the Defense of Sanctuary. I think is what the DLC is called. Okay. Or um and it is going to be the bridge between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3 story. Um it is supposedly nice. it does increase the level cap to 80, so it is actually a full DLC. It's not just like a little story mission that's been added in. It's a full DLC available for the game. And I believe they mm-hmm. said it was going to be free to those of you who own uh Borderlands 2. I think that's what they said. Don't quote me on that one. Cool. Okay. But um, it's supposed to be very interesting. It's supposed to be the, the 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 point that takes it between Borderlands Two and Borderlands Three. So, um, uh, Willie also said that if the numbers are accurate, then Apex has thirteen point five million players, which should be making EA some dosh, which is completely accurate. Um, regardless of if you know their revenue share has dropped seventy five percent, they still had what was it like twenty five million players or accounts or something like that. So it's still a ridiculous quantity of players. And I think the player count, there's been news articles about how that's been coming down recently too. And they're well, starting I mean, to call it a bubble. And it could be a bubble. It just depends. It's like, and that's like I said last week, um, the the death of the slow and steady update schedule that they've been trying to do. And they've actually stated um that they will be uh pushing out some faster updates going forward. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll see how that goes. I, I think Apex Legends still has a very good uh gameplay experience and i think yep. that it it's 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 fun so mm-hmm. yeah we'll have to see um and we're we'll looking see. for the classic uh, yep. uh he was in the army during vanilla so he missed it mm-hmm. um Thank you and for he yes indeed uh and he mentioned that podcasts about conventions are dull um which I'm is going, unfortunate because I foresee us talking about conventions a lot. So we'll, we'll definitely be talking. <laughs> I, I 
this is a fair warning. There will probably be a, a Gamescom episode um, if we haven't missed it already. That's what July. Yeah, and, and no August. 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 I think I think like we're gonna talk about the content that's revealed at conventions. Um, and I like know less of us are going to be at BlizzCon this year. So if I even decide to end up going, um, so yeah, there's going to be less conversation about it. If I do go, I will try to actually get more content than just um i can't remember his name chris uh, uh darren, the guy, DePaul? darren DePaul, who did a, a spot for us <laughs> you did, did, did. yeah he did. i'm so sad i think it's me um ah i remember that that's where where we got the uh the the stinger throw in for yeah. the, the promo oh, shot genuinely so sad and angry i didn't get to meet darren DePaul. oh he's wonderful because you didn't go to the coffee shop and harass a guy who was just trying to have a drink, cup of coffee i mean when you put it like that i'm kind of glad i didn't get to meet him <laughs> i mean vince did kind of like insist that he buy his tea for him yeah but yeah i mean i'd by Darren DePaul's tea, no problem if I met him in the street. That and he was like, wonderful. I love he that. He was man. like, it's a cup of tea. It's a dollar. And Vince is like, no, no, I got it. I got, I got yeah, it. Yeah, I'm rolling in the big I'm money I'm a big here. spender. <laughs> let me pay for your dollar. Here, here, here. here. Let, <laughs> let me upgrade you to Oolong, motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Reinhardt, J. Jonah Jameson, and the new Spider-Man. It's, it, was, it was on Critical Role. I love the man. He's wonderful. Plus, yeah. I just love how excited he gets about stuff. Like, yes, he's just yeah. like I love him. He's a great. He's a great ambassador for you know whatever whatever thing that he's 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 selling or shelling or whatever you want to call it because he's just excited. He's excited about everything he talks about, and he's just a ball of energy. Yeah, and it's totally cool. I'm I'm totally okay with that. Um, uh, Kevin, your favorite time of the show, my most hated time of the show. Shoutouts to the U.S., the U.K., Canada, Australia, and Germany. Well, thanks for listening to the show, guys and girls. We love you. No, I'm curious. Does it specifically show where in these countries, or is it just the country? Yes, yeah. you can. You can drill yeah. down a little bit further. Yes, uh, through the analytics mm -hmm. on SoundCloud. But it's like to city level, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you can't find their houses. <laughs> <laughs> We will find you. But we're Jesus. not going we're not going to find you. <laughs> I mean for the Canada one, I'm pretty sure I know where those numbers are coming from, so I could just go over to their house. So. I mean I could I, I could definitely tell you a couple in the UK and definitely the ones that are Sweden when they pop up. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. Uh half hour in, we've covered the the the, the feedback. Hey, what's in the news? Con hey, Before the Storm Kickstarter. The Con Before the Storm Kickstarter has reached $43,000. They've now hit several different uh, tiers of stretch goals. And of course, they would still like your money. Um, <laughs> uh, even though there's not any more stretch goals that are currently listed, they have added. One, two, three, four, five stretch goals. So it's possible they could add more. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing to note is the show does take a lot of money to put on. And if we're going to, you know, get extra space and if, you know, Seraphis is, if he needs 
extra space because extra people are coming, then we also, need Also, more, more importantly, there's some really cool stuff that you can get with the tiers for supporting yeah. the show to word yes. it a little bit better than Kevin is wording it. <laughs> Please yeah, bear in yeah. mind that any additional money beyond their stretch goals does still go to the con. It's not going into the pockets yep. of the people, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, no one, no one takes money because it would be a huge tax liability. If that was <laughs> the case. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, Kevin, no. <laughs> so this is why I did co- the critical role one. <laughs> I did not. Oh want. my God! See. Chris, so this is why you, before. See, Chris, this is why you went up on the stage when we did our uh, when yeah. when you were involved in the panel, not Kevin. Con before the storm, by the way, is nonprofit. Yes, it is. It is. They I, I, do not you know. take profits at all from this. Um, yeah, the the thing that Neff mentioned that you can get some cool prizes is totally true. It, even if you're not going, they can mail you art, which I think is the coolest thing about this whole thing. And I do art lover um, every year when. You know, this comes up because you get to pick a print, they will print it, and they will send it to your house, which is totally cool. And in all honesty, that's the one thing that I'm super tempted to do because um, we were discussing this before we started recording and, and talking about our, our decoration and stuff. All the art in my own home comes from artist alleys at cons. So that would be something that I would be all over because my apartment is all geeky art. Yep. And Chris will tell you the same thing, like when, yeah, he has art that he's showing on stream right now. Um, the artwork that uh, people submit or that uh, Mike and Zab gather for the art gallery at Con Before the Storm is very high quality. The artists are super talented. You see some stuff that's like way, like to me, it's better than some of the artwork that's done by the artists at Blizzard. Um, and you can I pick what you want and get it, get it printed and they'll send it to you. I got a Heroes I mean, of the Storm one last year. Um, and I didn't have anywhere to put up. So I gave it as a gift to my sister. She has no idea what the video game is. She has no idea anything about the game, but it looks so cool. She's in absolute love with it. Mm-hmm. Even, uh, even as a, even if, uh, it's, it's not something that you're able to do uh, to have, it is a as perfect or a gift for someone who has no idea about the game oh, because yeah. the quality of the pet prints are just that good. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And we sound like we're doing a commercial for this, but you know, back if you can and if you can't, then uh, they, yeah. they 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 didn't put out a they didn't put out a uh, a bumper this year, did they? Uh not uh, yet. Not yet. No, no. not yet. Okay, because I remember we did bumpers uh, during the Kickstarter period last year yeah. too. There's only so, seven days less to go on the on the on the actual Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I just I was just yeah I was just curious because I I remember us doing the bumpers mm-hmm. during Kickstarter season for them. So yep. By the next time we do this, it will already be over. Yep. So. Um. Okay. So let's jump straight into the WoW news. Uh, okay. Uh, let's talk about patch eight. Uh, 8-2, Rise of Ashara. Uh, so, let's yeah. go on. One of the things that they put out, uh, there was a, a MMO champion post with all of the new mounts and pets that are coming in this new patch and toys. And oh my God, there is a boatload of shit that's coming out. There's like, I think I counted 26 different mounts Something just like in that, this yeah. patch. 
Like it is crazy. Um, the most notable one for me is the uh, crab mount that you can get. It walks sideways. Yep, it walks sideways. It's a giant crab, and it looks and it awesome. It gives you crabs in real life. <laughs> and the I would say my second favorite is the circular um, gear mount that you can get. It's uh, called that one's tied to an achievement. Mechagon. Yep. Yep. That is the junk heap drifter. Um, I looked this up. I thought it's actually a rare mob. Uh, uh, source says rare mob. Yeah. There's two uh, of them. Rust feather in. Um, yeah, there could be a different coloration. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's, 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 the mech. The mecha cycle model W is uh, that drops all, uh, that's an achievement for Mechagon. Okay. But that one's super cool because it's like a gear that you sit in and it's a mount. So I'm looking forward to that one too. We Gants now, boys. <laughs> what? Uh, the, uh, obscure uh, manga from like the beginning of the decade. Don't even worry. I got about it. it. Okay. Jokes for two people. Um, There's 91 <laughs> data mined pets, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, you mean jokes for four people, right? Yes. Meta commentary um, about our Twitch stream. <laughs> so, what are what are your other um, favorite pets or mounts that you're seeing on the list here, guys? Kelp fin, he's so cute. Definitely the kelp fin. Yep. I want him. He's so What adorable. is a kelp fin? It's he's a like baby. A, ma- it's, it's a, a baby, baby naga. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're it's, enslaving an intelligent creature because they're yes. literally night elves that have I been transformed. I mean, you say this, but I run around with a child squire from Argent Crusade. Yeah, yeah but that's a squire. That child is not like being yeah, held inside child. of a wow, wow equivalent of a Pokeball. Chris, don't say that you own a slave. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. Oh, no. no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wow. We we broke him. We apologize um, in advance to all of our listeners. Yes. Uh, did I you see the or condone slavery? Did you see the But I do have a squire that runs around with it? Me. The what? The little hand? There's a little robotic hand like in the Adams family. So yeah. like the one that you can get from archaeology, hand? but a robotic one? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's kind of cute. Like I haven't followed anything, so <laughs> who plays WoW? Yeah, Not you. Play well. Obviously. So, and the other thing to note here is that these pets and mounts are coming from a very wide variety of sources. You know, not just from like doing the mythic dungeons or doing the mythic, um, you know, raid, but you know, from treasures and from rare mobs and quests and professions. So I do like the fact that they're kind of spreading the content around and no matter what type of content you do, you'll be able to get different mounts and pets and stuff like that. In fact, looking at it, there's only four mounts that come from the raid or the five-man. It's like they really realized you don't have to put it in the cash shop or tie it to a raid achievement or a, or a mythic boss kill. I know, you know right? You to add a mount into the game. Wow. It's, it's like... Maybe people will actually play the game. 
Although yeah. they are adding a lot of these reps, they are adding a lot of these mounts to reputations that you should already be exalted with. Uh, there's Proudmore Admiralty, Talandi's Expedition, Zandalar, um, Storm's Wake. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of for the older reputations of that were at the launch of battle. Ah, oh, so they're a money sink. Yeah, they're a money sink. <laughs> Uh, so, for example, the ones that are being added to the old reputations, as well as that's being added to the new reputations, uh, for some of them anyway, cost 90,000 gold, which isn't actually that much. So I will probably Not dump on some of these. a lot of gold. So. Like um, the, the, Pater the uh, Patera wings, they look really cool. I will probably... Patera wings? Did I say Patera wings? Did I yep. Yes. Yes, you, you said did. Patera. Oh, my God. Patera. I read it, and I know in my mind it's a silent P, but I read it. I, I need you to look straight into my video so I can disparage you and yeah. tell you you're a bad person. I know, I know. Did, my do brain's you also a bad say person. that people are diagnosed with pneumonia? Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, what my the brain hell? failed. My psoriasis? Brain failed. Psoriasis? My brain failed and ignored the silent P and read it. <laughs> yeah, your brain failed. Yep. I'm a terrible person. I apologize. Yep. Heroin you are, you are looks the worst, amazing. You're the worst kind of person ever. So okay. I will be dumping money on these, because why not? Um, they already have the best gold sinks in the game. I mean, they already have the Brotodon. Yeah, I, I, I saw them. They already have the Spider-Mount. They already have the Yak. I mean, I got the I got the the transmog yak back in Pandaria. Although I didn't actually yeah. buy it, I didn't buy it. Uh, spider and Brontodon. That's your gold sink right there. Yeah, that's over one point five million. Oh, right? and the frogs. Yeah, frogs. Yeah. I have no idea what Elby's talking about. So, there's quite Don't a few fragments. Frog mounts. That Don't you play buy. WoW anymore. So. Uh, we know. Yeah. All right. I'm just like um, a vegan. I have to keep like waving it in your face. Oh, I so hate there, Facebook vegans. There were also two uh, interviews that have taken place recently. One for Forbes, one for VentureBeat. We'll link to them in the show notes. Um, the Forbes interview was done talking mostly about Rise of Ashara and WoW Classic. The VentureBeat was with J. Allen Brack and was kind of more businessy related with um, his now being you know president of blizzard entertainment okay um was there anything within either of those articles that you guys saw that kind of stuck out to you and things that we should discuss the, briefly? Really, the the one. i'm sorry neth got cut off what the benthic preview what is benthic chris Oh, do you, I thought I thought you you were gonna brought up that you were gonna talk no, about. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, so in Rise of Shara, they will be adding a new type of gear called Benthic gear. Uh, you can earn and collect while uh, out doing stuff in Najatar. Um, you will collect uh, prismatic mana pearls as you uh, progress. These are soulbound currencies that you will be used to purchase uh, Benthic tokens and upgrades. Uh, the they're bind to account, not bind to character. So, 
the benthic nice. tokens are bound to character. Yeah. The prismatic mana pearls are soul bound to character. Um, you just said uh, the same thing twice, Chris. Yeah, it's the benthic tokens are bound to account. To account, yes, they're bound to account. The tokens are bound to account, but the mana pearls are bound to the character. You said character both times. Yeah, you did. Did I say character both times? Yeah, you yes, you did. Uh, you also pronounced the P in Tearaway. Yeah. No. <sighs> Learn how to English. English much? I hate yeah, all yeah. of you. I hate all we of you. We love you. So what, what is the whole purpose of this new armor? Can okay, we get so to the, the point here? The, the calm your teddies, boy. Uh, <laughs> the bent... The ben Benthic tokens can be used to upgrade the benthic gear. Uh, now these are specific; they have specific armor types. So there's a uh, cloth, leather, mail, plate. Um, they all start at uh, eight. Sorry, not eight. Three eighty-five, uh, and are able to progress all the way up to four twenty-five, which is just shy of the heroic raid tier that's coming out with uh, the patch. Okay. Um, I don't think prices or anything like that have been finalized or really given a lot of information on um you can you you can use the uh, new vendors uh which are uh, re which can be found in Najatar uh, in two separate locations for the horde and the alliance uh the horde one is in new home and the alliance one is in mezamir did i pronounce that right mezami what mezamir mezami um Besides pur purchasing the benthic tokens with mana pearls, uh, you can sometimes sometimes find them out in the world, uh, whether it be treasure chests or on enemies throughout the zone. Okay, interesting. And this is the new catch-up armor. Yes, it's, kind it's, of. It's intended to help fill gaps in gear acquisition. So when you can't get a specific slot and that item level is 30 below everything else and your item level sucks, you get one of these to fill and then get your eye level more in line with what it really is. Yeah, yes. or if you have great gear on your main but you want to start gearing up an alt, you can use them to catch up your alt. Yeah, so it's, it's a bit of both. It's the, it's the catch-up mechanic as well as a way to fill some gear if you need it. Hmm. So this is now like the third iteration of this because they did this a lot in Legion with the Argus. Um, there was a, a vendor where you could buy gear. Then they just did this this release with the Azerite armor purchasing, right? I love how he says this is the third iteration of this. Well, for me, realizing that this that is I've... something that's done all the way back since Burning Crusade. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Tokens. I like Welfare I like that ethics, this Kevin. is more. Welfare I like, ethics. Yeah, I like that it's more than just the Azerite armor because I think, yeah, it's great to be able to purchase Azerite armor right now if you don't have a high item level, you know, head, shoulders, or chest. So it's it's going to be good to kind of get whatever you need uh, to fill the gaps because sometimes you just don't get that trinket drop or you don't get that weapon drop that you're looking for. So Kevin, here's the cycle of World of Warcraft when it comes to welfare epics there mm -hmm. we get epics from a vendor people bitch they take away vendors people bitch that they can't get gear because the vendors aren't there anymore they give us them back people bitch that the welfare epics exist they take them away it's a rinse and repeat cycle okay 
So they've been away, so they're coming back. So people will yeah, complain we're, about we're them in, again. We're in the they're here cycle. So people are going to start betching that they're here, and then they'll go away again. Hmm. I mean, there. I, I can understand why people would complain about it, because my argument would be, if you need gear, go do Mythics. You know, if you're... But- Kevin, these things are these things are not designed for if you need gear, go do mythics. These are designed for alts. Like the, the the whole purpose of these welfare epics is designed for alts, and especially or originally it was you can't play a lot of time. Like yeah, if you don't have a lot of time mm-hmm. to go do mythics, this is an option to keep you viably geared to be able to continue to play. To at also, least get as- into the mythics. Also, as a case of as if you don't have, say, boots that you've been farming mythics, but nothing that's your stat priority is dropping, yeah. grab something that'll at least give you something. It's mm-hmm. a case of True. whether you're doing a lot of mythics or not, this is going to help you just to fill in that one slot that's just driving you mad because you can't get a drop. This would have really helped me out with an alt spec because I needed damage trinkets for my shadow spec, but I couldn't get them. So this would have helped me to. Fill that. I, I mean, the reason we did, uh, the reason we did it, I remember doing getting welfare episode I can BC was to replace high priority uh, slots like offhands and things like that and pants um, for my alternate specs because shadow was actually a thing. And I also played holy. I think at that time I was either holy or discipline during BC. I'm pretty certain it was holy. Um, yeah, it was holy. Cause I had the damn staff from uh, BT. Um, but I needed full sets of gear for two different specs that had two completely different sets of priorities for what secondary stats I needed to be aiming for. So welfare epics were fantastic for that because it gave me an opportunity to pick up stuff for alt specs that I could not take a piece of gear from somebody whose main spec needed that during a raid. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the whole purpose of it, in my opinion, at least. And it filled that niche very well, but then people bitched and it got taken away. Yep. <laughs> No, the real welfare epics were the PvP epics. Oh, let's not talk about them. I'll just get angry. Yep. <laughs> um, one other thing they mentioned with uh, Mechagon, the Mechagon dungeon, they will have something like a hidden challenge like the Nightbane runs in Karazhan. Yeah. Um, and I think we were talking about this earlier. A lot of you guys did that too. And I, th- I thought it was fun as well. Nightbane, Strathholm, uh Dungeons like that. Yeah, something that's got something else going on inside of it. Yeah. Like when you have a set group of people and you decide to do that every week, it is really, really fun. Nightbane wasn't hard, was the worst no. part. Yeah. It At was least just... was, was the, Karazan, the original Karazhan iteration hard? I didn't really raid a lot in Burning Crusade. It was, it was not that hard. It was a cock block in some regards to certain groups because there was, um, there were, um, ads there was a lot of ads and a lot of shit on the ground if i remember correctly and there was a um there was a single out mechanic where when nightbane was flying you had to run away from the group uh, it's it's been over 12 years so i'm not quite sure if i remember correctly entirely but um original nightbane was not super hard it was just kind of a challenge to make sure that he wasn't going to like cleave the whole group or things like that um, it was more of a positioning fight than anything else. I'm just very excited to be finally getting another mega dungeon because I think Karazhan was a great addition to Legion. 
and the and the idea of just giant sprawling dungeons that can take hours to do i'm i'm excited to see them coming back i still think that um had we gotten uh narub ajol narub done correctly during wrath that would have been fantastic but we didn't so yeah. or or the uh titan facility dungeons actually you know having been linked that would have been nice or ajol yeah. narub linked up those yeah. would have been nice but, or the well, or the three dungeons for ICC linked up. That would be nice too. Yep. They made a lot of mistakes in regards to mega dungeons not being. They had such potential to create them, and they just didn't. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, anything oh. else from this Forbes article? Nothing for me. Um. No, not really. Uh, there's a lot of things that oh, we already do, flying. a lot of things we expected. Oh, we know flying. We know flying's coming. We know it's flying gonna... will be the rep will be available on day one. It'll take about the same time it took to get Legion. So that's cool. Flying soon. Yay. All right. Yay. Woo. Moving right. on. Yeah. Um Diablo. I don't think there was really any particular big news this week on Diablo. Um, Hearthstone, the nerfs and buffs have already happened, and the uh, the 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 fifth and final wing of the single player content is out. So the meta game is in a bit of a flux at the moment. So we're still trying to see where that's going to completely land. So Christopher Hots, dead um, game Hots. <laughs> God damn it. Um, they have uh, announced dates for their upcoming uh, Ask Me Anythings on Reddit. Uh, there will be Thursday, June 20th, 10 a.m. Uh, till noon. And this is all Pacific time. Uh, Thursday, the 18th of July, 10 a.m. Uh, till noon. And then Thursday, the 8th of August, 10 a.m. till noon. Again, all these times are Pacific. And they'll be on the official Heroes of the Storm Reddit page. Um, Chris, I think it's actually pronounced Pacific. <laughs> I I just want to ask them one thing is I make is one Heroes fuck in... up with my English and I just is <laughs> never gonna go away. No, it's no. not. It's not. And that's what makes it fun. Is Heroes of the Storm a dead game? Dead game. Dead game. Dead game. Dead game. Uh, well, Done I mean it must shit. be a dead game. He's playing League of Legends. Oh yeah. One hundo. Wow. I never thought I mean, I Chris would Heroes cheat too. on Heroes with League of Legends. Then a game of Heroes last night. So the following the following thing that Kevin's gonna be going over is speculative and unconfirmed. Which are both there, synonyms. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. There was a Kotaku article, which where the hell did that go? Or You're no, not a dick. Where uh, we need the article for this, but Yep, somebody um, deleted it. TLDR, um, TLDR, they canceled a StarCraft uh, FPS uh, that was being set up sort of like a Battlefield game, um, and they've moved the teams. And one of the teams that absorbs some of those former team members are is the Overwatch team. Uh, with And there is a very healthy chunk of speculation um, and a lot of leak sort of slash rumors floating around relating to an Overwatch 2, which is supposed to be a Left 4 Dead style possibly game. 
And I think the Overwatch 2, I mean, from what they were talking about previously, a lot of this was just going to be like single player Overwatch, right? It was supposed no well no it's supposed to be a PV it's supposed to be Overwatch with a PVB PVE element focus is the theory is is the what we think is going to happen so maybe first or maybe single player maybe team based it, um, it'll probably be have both you'll probably have a single player mode and then there'll be the online that's Overwatch as it is so Blizzard actually has a response to this did you guys read that yeah. I got the TLDR for it. Yeah, so it's essentially the general. We're not talking about un, unannounced projects. We're not confirming nor denying things. Yada yada yada. We always have people working on different ideas. Yeah, it's the generic boilerplate. We're not going to confirm anything, but we're not going to deny anything. It's the standard thing Blizzard sends out anytime anything anybody asks questions. I mean, do you do you think that them kind of working on these random side projects that end up getting killed? hurts or helps their creativity or what we end up seeing that is that is part of game development that happens at literally every developer and literally every publisher you might blizzard has had some very high profile problems is part of their issue so titan was super high profile because it was being hyped for so long and starcraft ghost was hyped for a while in fact there was a playable there's basically a playable beta for the game at one point um and, you know, so Blizzard just, it's, it's very public with Blizzard is the problem. Uh, other developers, not so much. You don't hear quite as much about their canceled projects. Uh, but Blizzard has so much speculation and so much rumor flying around it at all times because people are interested in finding out what they're doing. Um, it makes it, these things seem a lot bigger of a deal than they actually are. Like, they didn't fire the people that were, that from the Terminator project. They just folded them into other groups. That literally happens all the time in game development. I mean, look at look at Titan and Overwatch. They folded they folded the Titan group into the Overwatch group. Mm-hmm. Well, the Titan group became know. the Overwatch group, I yeah. should say. The project I mean, I'm, I'm, I would have liked to see the StarCraft uh, first person shooter. I think that would have been pretty fun. Yeah, but I think it would have been quite interesting. A little kind of interesting. I mean, they like killing hordes of Zerg. Yeah, it would have been awesome. Yeah, like the way they described it, the way that I read as they described it was sort of like a battlefield style experience. I'm not a big fan of the battlefield games, but I think it would have been very interesting. As long as they were making a new engine for StarCraft, then that's fine. Yeah. Imagine and, a, uh, StarCraft. Oh, it was. It was very interesting. I think they said that it was supposed to be built in the overwatch engine i think is what they said i mean that's fine could you could you imagine a first person shooter built on the starcraft engine <laughs> there are several yes but could you imagine one that's actually going to feel good there are several there's an mmo that's built in the starcraft I have played engine that it doesn't feel good it feels clunky as hell it felt like a pretty standard early 2000s mmo to me i mean it's early 2000s Instead of having articles like this where, you know, oh, well, this game is dead and that game is dead, I would like to know the direction that they are going in. Like, what the fuck are they thinking these days? It really seems like they're lacking focus and, I don't know, not talking about games that they're working on and, like, actually focusing resources on is 
not good. Blizzard is notorious for doing that, though, Kevin. Yeah, they're, they've they're always very, done that. They've, they've, they've always been very tight-lipped about what games they're working on. Especially and since Titan. Especially after Titan. Yeah, I was going to say, especially after the disaster that was the, the Titan cancellation. They've been very careful about what information they revealed. Like, Heroes of the Storm was in development for like six years. It had been in development since before Mists. It was supposed to be an add-on for StarCraft that turned into a standalone. Yeah, and it was also supposed to be... Um, it was also supposed to have been a... Um, um, a PvP mode in yep. Warcraft. Yep, that got cancelled. Hmm. I got canned. Titan, that's just speculation. Yes, LB, it was just speculation because we didn't really ever get any uh, official information about Titan. At the end of the day, we just got some design documents and some other information. Yeah. That's it. Uh, it. They did talk about it a couple times, actually. They Blizzard talk- did actually officially talk about Titan quite a few times. They have talked about Titan quite a few times, yeah. I just, um, I think LB I and I are just like busting each other's balls about this. That's yeah. I kind of feel like after BlizzCon last year, going into BlizzCon this year, I kind of, other than like Diablo 4, which I feel like has got to get announced this year, I really don't have any idea what they're going to be talking about. Like, I, like what, what is their roadmap? It's going to be a Warcraft expansion year this year. So I can tell you right now, the four things that they are going to primarily talk about. You are going to get Warcraft news, of course. You are going to go get um, you're going to get Diablo four. You're going to get Overwatch, and then you're going to get these new IPs they've been talking about. Maybe, maybe that, they're that, not ready and they're not going to talk about it. They didn't talk about Diablo four last year, and that was a fucking miscalculation on their part. Yep, a mm. massive one. That was a miscalculation. To they got booed at their own convention. They they made a main stage show for a PC-centric company mobile, about a mobile game, which I don't begrudge them the ability to make Immortal. I still probably no, I think Immortal it, is going to be... I think Immortal in and of itself in the gameplay is going to play really well. I think... I just think that they I'm really misstepped it. on that. I probably won't play it personally. Yeah, but I, I think I, they misstepped heavily. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of... They've created a lot of tension around this game that they didn't have to create. And it's it's an error of their own making because of how they announced it. Uh, on, yeah. on what should have been a Diablo 4 announcement, or even just a saying it's coming, they mm-hmm. they've made this they made this error of themselves. At the same time, though, that like we said, as a blizzard is very hesitant to say things like that. They don't really say, hey, it's coming. Until yeah. like they're ready to say, "Hey, it's coming. It'll be out soon." I mean, yeah, I'm, but this time okay. it's backfired majorly for them. Yeah, I'm okay with being surprised at BlizzCon with like, "Oh, here's something new that's come out." But I want to know like what their one to two year roadmap is. Like, I want to feel like I know what's coming out and what to expect Blizzard and has like never what I'm going to be playing. But the thing as- is, you can't do that with software development because you could create a roadmap and then something hits the fan and the roadmap has to change. It's not like oh, you're creating well, movies, right? Like, it's not like you're creating movies where production schedule, post-production, release the movie. Things are different in game development. You can't have a, like, a defined... Here's the two-year plan. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, perfect example. Cataclysm was supposed to have more content than it actually had at Endgame. But because 
they didn't have the time. They had to cut so much shit, Kevin, to the point where Endgame practically mm -hmm. didn't exist. Mm -hmm. If they had set out a roadmap for this, that then there, there would have been so much more announced, unannounced, undeveloped content that we just didn't see, but they've already announced because they gave us a two-year roadmap. They fucked up with Wrath, okay? Kevin, uh, let me just explain this to you. Blizzard got burned when they did Wrath. Neth, what was one of the reasons Blizzard got burned when they when they released uh, Wrath? I don't know. Chris, um, I don't like pop quizzes. I'm trying to think because years ago, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you. Flying? Number one, no. Number one, they had flying. Number one, aerial combat. Oh yeah, dance number studio. two, dance studio. <laughs> oh, what, I forgot about the aerial combat, and I'm still are, sad that we still have not gone the dance studio. Both of which, by the way, are on the box for Wrath of the Lich King. <laughs> that's, that's why I Shut up, legitimately? Yeah, they legitimately, are, they are on the box. No, I did not know that. Oh, the dance man. studio is not. The dance studio is not. Aerial combat is, though. Aerial combat is clearly it, it like you open up the gatefold to even like the original, like the the basic version of it, not like the collector's edition or anything. But you open I up the gatefold, it, it, you open up the gatefold, and it mentions specifically engage in exciting aerial combat above winter grasp, I think is what <laughs> it says. Um, but no, it was, it was, yeah, it was they don't mention the dance studio, but the dance studio was something that they had talked about was a project that they had been working on for a very long time. And it never happened. I can't find my box. That's okay. Don't worry too much about it. But, <laughs> but yeah, those are two things that they learned got them burned because they placed a expectation down that they were going to have these things out. These were going to ship with the game and it never did. Right. I mean, Dance Studio, and, and we've talked mm. about this on the show in the past, Dance Studio is still a meme about Blizzard never delivering. I mean... I guess what um my point is is that when I got done BlizzCon last year, I was kind of like, "What Blizzard games am I going to be playing this year?" I guess I'm going to be doing some World of Warcraft, and that was kind of it. You know, I didn't really have a sense like, "Oh, I'm really excited about this new stuff coming." Like Chris, you remember the year we went to BlizzCon and like they released Cho'Gall and shit, and we were like couldn't wait to like play that once we got home and stuff. Like, there's nothing like that. You know, this past um... year. I mean, I was excited to get home and try the classic uh, demo that was still li live. Classic. So, yeah. The classic demo was yeah. still live, and I played that for like two days. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to being like actually amped up about Blizzard games again from whatever they release at BlizzCon this year and not feel like a total bummer and what other games should I be trying to play instead? I think... <sighs> I think people have put too much hype on them, honestly. I think that there's just too much hype. Blizzard is just any they're like any other developer. They have good content. They they for the year over the years they've done pretty consistently good and great content. But sometimes you don't make good content for a little while. And that happens. So And have a complete flop uh twenty nineteen. It happens. Developers go through up and down cycles all the time. Yeah. I mean Blizzard, Blizzard's had some re more so than we would like recently, but then you look at Warlords of Draenor, you had a flop, and then you look at Legion, it was a massive success.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, it's just like the things go up and down. Um, but yeah, TLDR. That's uh, an hour into the show plus. Yeah. Um, so, so, what gaming event is a what gaming event is happening starting tomorrow that might get us excited about some other? Tenocon's not starting tomorrow. <laughs> no, but E3 is. I so cannot wait to watch, start watching the panels. I get very excited for E3 every year. I haven't followed E3 in years. I oh. E3 last I year was square, and that's about it. I will be glued to the screen for Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. What what particularly about Ubisoft are you looking forward to? Um, I'm hoping for a new Assassin's Creed announcement. Always. I am a diehard fan of the game. And anything, anything, anything related to Beyond Good and Evil 2, which remains one of my all-time favorite games. I replay it once a year. I will say, if out of nowhere we get another South Park game from them, I'll be happy. I want another Fractured Butthole. <laughs> I still thought I was having a stroke when you said that. I was so confused. Oh, another one. Okay. Um, there are going to be several. There's only going to be five press announcements this year, which is less than what they had last year. Bethesda Sunday, uh, Microsoft Sunday, Ubisoft Monday, Square Monday, and Nintendo Tuesday. So notably absent is Sony. We've known that for a while now. Um, two things that I'm interested in. Number one is a possible uh, Square Enix Avengers game. Hold on. Which, no, they've already announced that. You missed you miss some, Kevin. I missed that. Okay, so there's EA Play, there's Microsoft, there's Bethesda, there's Devolver Digital, there's the PC Gaming Show, there's Ubisoft, there's Square Enix, and then there's Nintendo Direct. Okay. So yeah, EA Play, I definitely miss. When is EA Play? Uh, EA Plays is starting right now. Act- literally right now, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to go check that out. Um, yeah, so the new Square Enix Avengers game, some people say it's already announced, but we're going to get actually to see it, hopefully. Uh, they, on they, they gave us the logo for it and everything. Mm, okay. Uh, and, and a little trailer. Uh, supposedly there is going to... or Do you want to go over that item that I put in there, um, Gav, about the game from oh. the makers of Dark Souls and Sekiro? So uh, I prefer to think of them as the makers of... as the publishers for... Um, Publisher slash developer, I think, if I work quickly for from for uh, Armored Core because I prefer that series, despite the fact that I love <laughs> Dark Souls. Armored Core is my my true love because who doesn't love making your own giant mech to run rampant and shoot motherfuckers with cluster missiles and flamethrowers and chain guns? Just just saying. Um, so uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC will be getting a new game uh, from From Software. You may know them as the developer of Dark Souls and Sekiro. Um, and Bloodborne, uh, and Armored Core, which is how I prefer to know them as, uh, in collaboration with Game of Thrones creator George R. R. Martin. So if 
Yeah, it turns out all those rumors were true. So if this is correct, we should theoretically see part one of the game in about five years, and we <laughs> should see part two in about ten. So uh, that was that was a, that was a really low hanging fruit joke, and I feel bad for making it. It was it was such low hanging fruit. And yet you're not wrong. I'm not wrong in the slightest. What what's the 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 the, the eighth book still isn't out? I think is that right? For uh, Song of Ice and Fire, I believe so. I think the eighth book still isn't out, or the last book still isn't out. There's a couple books that still aren't out. I don't know. He, he hasn't even just... written them yet. No, yeah, I think he said that he had like most of the books written that he was just working on some of the bullshit details. Like this person shit out their guts in a field, as most of his prose is. So there's four out. No, five out. Five of them. Are um, out. I'm gonna double check that because I'm pretty certain I have more than five. Oh, uh, really? Ice and fire books. I'm pretty certain. I'm behind. I because <gasps> Dance with Dragons came out like six years ago. Sorry, sorry for my typing. A Dance with Dragons. Angry typing. Yeah, it's always uh. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Dance of Dragons is the fifth novel uh, in the series. Came out in 2011, followed by The Winds of Winter, which is still waiting. So you are correct. It is only uh, five books out. You are correct. Okay. Uh, it's only been eight years since he released the last one. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought we knew the title of the next, next two, but I didn't think they ever actually came out, which is why I was confused. Yeah. But TLDR, the name of the game is going to be called Elden Ring. Um, we've taken care of the press conference schedule, and uh, we've talked about E3, so I'm going to talk about one other little thing real quick, and that's going to be kind of segueing a little bit into our main topic, kind of not. Um, I don't think there's really going to be much of a main topic this week, so yeah. I think it's going to be another one of those just kind of talky episodes about a lot of stuff. Um, so um, for those of you who didn't watch the uh, Bungie Direct Basically, yesterday, I think it was. Um, TLDR, Bungie is completely disassociating themselves with Activision. Completely and 100%. Um, they will be leaving the Battle.net launcher. Um, thank you. I believe it was LB who corrected me on that. I wasn't positive. Uh, or maybe it was Wooly. I'm not sure. Um, Destiny will be leaving the Battle.net launcher. It will be joining Steam. And all of its uh, backbone architecture will be moving over to Steamworks. How are they going to handle that for people who have bought it through the um, through Battle.net? Uh, you'll probably be given a credit for it. Like It's just basically transferring your license from Battle.net to Steam. Will it be uh, a okay. So that will transfer characters and everything as well? It'll transfer everything. Because everything about the game is on Bungie's server architecture is it's, it's, it's a backed up piece of data that they can use. So they will just take the data with them when they migrate uh, hosting services, basically. I'm okay with that. So long as the people who bought it through Battle.net aren't in some way screwed. So that's cool. No, they're I mean, you're going to be slightly screwed because here's the other news. So they will be launching a free, uh, a free, basically free edition of the game. Um, and it's called Destiny, a new light, I think. New Light, Destiny New Light, I think is what it's called. Um, and it is basically going to be uh, a redo of the Destiny 1 introduction mission where you wake up in the Cosmodrome. 
And then it will take you through that and it's going to teach you the basics of the game, all that kind of stuff. And then it's going to like basically drop you into the uh, director map. And yeah, the game's open to you at that point. Um, they've talked about that there's some of the content that will not be accessible to people who are who haven't paid for it yet. So they're moving away from the annual pass model and into a a la carte season pass model. So, <coughs> pardon me. So say you look up the information for season of the drifter and you didn't like the, you didn't like how the season of the drifter, you don't care about gambit prime. You don't care about gambit, uh, gambit improvements, things like that. The reckoning. Okay. You don't have to buy gambit prime. You don't have to buy season of the drifter, but season of opulence is really cool. So you can buy season of opulence. So you're not going to be locked into having to have season of the drifter to buy season of opulence to play season of opulence like it's going to be just two disconnected pieces so the future dlc they're going to be doing is going to be completely a la carte so you can still buy season passes you can still buy like annual pass style stuff but you don't have to buy all of the dlc at the same time if there's something in a dlc that you're not interested in you can just buy the dlc you're interested in um, this is That's coming... kind of actually an interesting way to do it. Yeah, it's uh, a la carte is much more like how freemium games work. Like uh, Chris, Star Trek Online. Oh, uh, Star Trek Online. Uh, yeah, you... a lot like that. It's a lot like that, where it's like that freemium model. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. So you play it for free, but then you can just buy whatever you want. Really, you you buy you buy the expansion points to it that you really want to have, kind of thing. Okay. Um, you buy the packs of DLC that you want. Um, um, sorry, um, Lord of the Rings Online. Lord of the, Lotro, uh, Lotro. That's what I was thinking. Sorry, it's not Star Trek. It's Lord of the Rings Online. where Or uh, Neverwinter Online, where you bought just the expansion content that you wanted to play, rather than having to buy all the expansion content to experience the whole game. Okay. Um, which and I'm, wait for I, those expansions to go on sale. Can um, we also... <laughs> pardon me. Can we also just very quickly mention that Destiny 2 is going to be cross-save? Yes, uh, that, was in, that was in what I was going to talk about. Okay, I just, that, that's, that right. seems like the biggest part. <laughs> it's all right. I'd say it's not even the biggest part, actually. Um, so I, I will mention that real quick. Destiny 2 um, will be um, going cross-save compatible. So that means that you can take your save from your PS4 or your Xbox One or your PC and you can play that same account and same character on an Xbox One or a PS4 or a PC. So say all of your friends jumped onto Destiny Late and they play on the PC. Or Google Stadia. But you, but, but you, or Google Stadia. Yeah, whatever. Um, Bellular did a really good article about Stadia, about uh, how they're it's kind of horseshit, but um, I'll link that yeah, one later. Yeah, I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll link that one later. Um, or Stadia, yes. Um, and you can play it on those other platforms all you want. And it's your exact same character. Um, they're also getting rid of all exclusive content. Um, so anything that's on PS4 that's exclusive content <clears throat> will now be available to all people who play on any platform. Um, the And the new light free stuff will have everything up to shadow keep but i don't know if it's including shadow keep as well by the way the new expansion is called shadow keep i think we did get that 
I think we yeah. did figure that out. The new expansion is called Shadow Keep, uh, and it takes place back on the moon. So if you play Destiny 1 or you're interested in the lore, that's a really big and important area for them. Um, my name is Bife and a couple of other... Um, oh, it's My Name is Bife, and I don't remember who the other one is. Um, did some really interesting... Uh, uh, Mylan Gamings, I think it is. I think it's Mylan Gaming. Um, did some really interesting videos about the lore associated with the moon and Eris Morn and all these other people. Um, TLDR. Um, Destiny so is essentially going free uh, for the first... Uh, for the core game and the first expansion and possibly the second. I don't know. I don't think it is, though. I think you have to still buy the second expansion. No, it, it says that the base game, the expansions, Forsaken, and the annual pass is being bundled into a bundle that's going to cost $40. Yes. Sorry, so that's correct. That will be like, if you want everything up until Shadowkeep, that's 40 bucks, And then if you mm -hmm. want to add Shadowkeep on, that's an additional $35. Mm-hmm. And then future expansions will be a la carte, as you mentioned. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, then there's the new light stuff also. That is the free to play experience, uh, the free experience. So um, it looks really interesting when it gets the, the, when it gets the, when new light comes out, um, which by the way, uh, they, like I said, they will be using Steam. Um, I personally feel like they maybe should have just put it on more, more, um, uh more platforms Launchers. i would have preferred it to be on more platforms personally i would like ea and you play don't really do a lot of outside stuff but i would like to see it be on gog and i would have liked to have seen it been on Ep i even would have liked to have seen it on epic i don't really care like i want you to play on the dirty platform. i want you to play on the platform i want you to play on the platform you want to play on i don't want you to be forced into a platform so I believe very strongly that you should be available. If you want to play it on the Epic Game Store, you can play it on the Epic <laughs> Game Store all you want. I'm very, very strongly convicted about this. I believe very firmly in consumer choice. If you want to play it on Epic Game Store, you play it on Epic Game Store. But I... Such like, a contrarian. I, I'm not a contrarian. Not in this regard, at least. Um... But yeah, I'm I'm very happy that they chose to uh, release on PC, especially on a platform that is is, is as agnostic as Steam is. Um, like I said, I would love to see them on GOG, and I would love to see them on Ep even on I would even love to see that on the Epic Store. But TLDR, it's uh, a good choice that they've made. Um, yeah, uh, I'm actually really passionate about it. And if you have anybody once New Light comes out and you or somebody you know may not have ever played Destiny, it'd be a good chance to jump into it and see what the game's like. Yeah. Um, they are also going to be competing with Borderlands 3. Uh, about a, I believe New Light comes out a month after Borderlands, which I think is September. Borderlands comes out in September, so I think New Light is October, if I remember correctly. Around yeah close enough that they're going to be in very yeah. not 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 firm competition because a month is a is, is enough time for people to you know kind of do what they want to do in a game usually so a, a month between the launches is a pretty good idea i think personally um yeah moving um, on to the next article stadia which is Google's thingamajig where you and you get to shadow play a video game on somebody on another server and it streams it to you 
um, is up for pre-order. And the pre-order bundle is like a founder's pack and a... $129. $129 for a controller and like the founder's access, which gives you access to like their games library and some it other stuff. gives you a controller, a Chromecast... Ultra. Uh, Chromecast Ultra. Ultra. And three months worth of the uh, Pro Service, which is... Up to 4K resolution, 60 frames a second, 5.1 surround sound, instead of the basic service, which is only 1080p at 60 frames with stereo audio. Um, and the other thing that it comes with is Destiny to the collection. So that includes Shadow Keep, Forsaken, the Annual Passes, Curse of Osiris, and Warmind. So you get everything, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're throwing in a friend's pass. So a friend can also play Stadia for three months for free. Um, but that doesn't, the friend doesn't get a controller. <laughs> friend has oh, to buy no. their own controller. I'm sorry. I don't even own an Xbox. I don't even own a fucking Xbox. And guess what? I was going to say, I don't own an Xbox. And I have an Xbox controller <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Xbox controllers all around. It's fantastic. I, I it's it's one of the yeah. best goddamn best design. Although, controllers I'll stack up my used. PlayStation controller. I like it. I mean, the only reason why I pre-ordered this and am kind of excited about it is because I don't have a video game system for my television, and this will allow me to play games on my TV. So I, you know, I don't have PlayStation or Xbox, so there's kind of makes PC gaming on TV possible for me. See, my um, TV is my monitor. You can do that through Steam. Big picture. My TV is my monitor. Mm, I don't... Yeah, I don't do that. You can do that through Steam, big picture mode, and things like that. Oh. That would actually be fun, because I do have Nier, and I would play Nier on TV. Uh, but... The you'll need a 10 megabit connection for the basic service and a 35 megabit connection for a pro service. Um, Checkmate, Americans. Yeah, and if if you have decent hotel Wi-Fi, I think this would be fun for like taking an iPad and the controller with you to like when you are are traveling uh, to be able to like continue to play games Isn't that you that would normally play on your PC. I'm kind of. I, mean, I can play. I can play Diablo on the Switch. Kind of over Switch. So I'm kind of over Switch. Anybody Dan else? Over it, therefore, everyone else must be over it. Anybody Dan, else? Hype for Pokemon. this. I am no. absolutely super hyped for Pokemon Sword and Shield. No, no, sorry, Kevin. Sorry, I apologize that I interrupted you. No, I'm not pre-ordering it. Fuck that, because I need you to go watch the Bellular video after this uh, show is over. Okay. I mean, he and gets a little passionate. He gets a little too aggressive and passionate about it, but a lot of the points he makes are very, very well thought out and very pertinent to this conversation. I mean, the thing is, is that it's kind of a step down if you have a really decent gaming rig. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. anything that you wouldn't be able to do if you had a decent gaming rig in the first place. This um, is it, it's also basically it, just NVIDIA Shadow Play. Yeah, or NVIDIA, uh, NVIDIA Live, which was their streaming service that's gone nowhere. Which um, I think is still Shadow Play, if I remember correctly. N no, Shadow Play. No, Shadow Play is like the Steam service that you mentioned, where you can like stream it from your PC to a television. 
but they actually had a live service too that I was a beta tester for where you could you know, basically open up a window on a computer and have remote access to a gaming PC with a 1080 um, video card in it and play games remotely. Okay. Um, which was kind of cool, but the input lag was really bad and it was unplayable, basically. Yeah, that's the problem. That That's one of those things that Belliar actually brings up in the video. It's like, input lag, even if you have 30 milliseconds, it's still 30 milliseconds. In some games, that's several frames where you might... Well, like Dark Souls. You know, it's 30 milliseconds if you're playing it on, you know, a like it's worse than when Chris plays with us from the UK <laughs> um, or better than when Chris plays with us from the but, UK. Okay, so the problem is that you have to start looking at games like Dark Souls or like uh, fighting games like Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. um, in those games, single frames matter. Yep. Right. 30 milliseconds, that's like two dropped frames of input. So all of a sudden... Dark Souls, I'll use Dark Souls as an example because I love Dark Souls. Um, you have iframes on rolling to help you dodge attacks. Uh, same with Monster Hunter. Mm. Like You have iframes on uh, certain moves that make it so you can't, you're invincible during that time frame. Fighting games have the same thing. If you lose two frames, you could get hit with something that you clearly put the input in at the correct point for. I mean, yeah, there's going to be situations where certain games are not as good as others and that it will always be superior to play on a local system than playing through this service. But I also think that the service is not necessarily for a gaming enthusiast who built his own PC and, you know, likes to play games like that. I think it's for, worried about iframes and things like that. Yeah, it's it's more for the mainstream consumer who might not be into PC gaming yet. And this could be kind of a gateway into that world. Yeah, and then, no, 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 I'm not like my like my brother is a perfect example. Like he's never played PC games ever, but you know, if I threw this in front of him, he might actually open it up and play Destiny with me. You know, yeah, I mean that's 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 like a perfect example of it. It's like Destiny is not something where incredibly you know like frame perfect things are absolutely required. So I mean that would be fantastic for it. I mean I wouldn't play Counter Strike Go on it. Because, you know, tick rates and things of that nature, I wouldn't play Counter-Strike, but, you know, I could play mm. Borderlands or I could play Destiny yeah. or I could play Diablo, uh, like the full experience for Diablo. I could, um, what other good games are there? Um, I could play World of Warcraft if I really wanted to. And I if, would raid using it, but you could do it. Yeah. I mean, it would be just like going back and doing Dragon Soul or Wrath of the Lich King for me. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with input lag of four and five seconds at a time, so. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, plug I'm plugging in the list of games that they say will be out on Stadia, including Baldur's Gate 3 and Borderlands 3 and other games that I would actually oh, want Scrolls to play. Online. Yeah, LB brings up a really good point actually on that um and he does mention what he's worried about is that being like this this live streaming shadow service stuff um and then the games that i was mentioning like the fighting games and those games where single frames matter being pushed to the side because they don't work and like yeah hmm. i mean i understand that interesting um, point it's like, yeah, I, I would be worried about an Armored Core or a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne or a Demon Souls or something or a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat being pushed Mortal aside. Mortal Kombat 11 is on there. Yeah, I'd be, I would not play it because input 30 second input losing two frames. Like Mortal Kombat's not at, is a bit more forgiving 
in terms of frame perfect and iframes and things like that versus say your street fighters or your blast blues or your uh guilty gear or, or things like that but at the same time i would still be hesitant to yeah. play a fighting game with uh, a half second of input lag I mean, I think it would be nice for them to kind of put some of those games on there for free just to try them out. And like, if if it's if it works and it works well, then like, let us play those games for free and let us experience it and see if it's worth it. You know, like I think the best the best thing that I heard about this was something that I heard on um, uh, Giant Beast Cast, which was like, this would be great for like a seven day trial, like. Put it online, let you connect to it, let you try it, see if your connection works, because I think that's going to be a major hurdle for most people. Mm -hmm. It's like, make sure you have a decent connection, see if the lag's worth it. And if you like it, then buy it. If not, then, you know, build your own PC. But, you know, some people don't have the resources to do that either. So, you know, I, th I think it's talking to a different audience. It's, it's hopefully going to bring in more PC gamers and make PC gaming a little bit more mainstream. So I think overall it's going to be a good thing for the industry. I don't need those normies in my PC gaming. <laughs> Neth, what are your thoughts about this? You've been pretty quiet. Say, Neth, you've been real quiet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. It's okay. We just we just wanted to see if you had any input for it. Um. Well, for me, I, it's kind of a non-thing. My computer is so is the age of a child that would be going into grade two or three at this point so mm -hmm. until such time as i get a new machine it's not a thing for me so uh stadia actually doesn't need your computer that's the whole point of it yeah that's the whole yeah. point of it it's streaming it's like as can, long as you, you have a good internet connection that you can do whatever you need to do on it that's all <laughs> that's the whole point of it mm. Yeah, it's designed to be a it's it's designed to be a partial replacement slash entry point for people into PC gaming, um, because you don't need to have a PC to actually run these things. All you need is a good internet connection. Well, I have a spectacular internet connection. So this might be something that would be pertinent to you. Yeah. So rather than you know, spending eight hundred bucks and buying a new PC setup. You try Stadia. You spend 120 bucks and you buy Stadia. And no, I'd rather get the new PC setup. Oh yeah, no, 100. <laughs> I would much rather get a new PC setup. But it'd be an interesting experiment. You know, it's like, oh well, I have a fantastic internet connection. I've got you know 100. I've got a gigabit. I've got a gigabit pipe in my house. You know, I'll go ahead and give this a shot. See how it goes. I don't have a gigabit pipe in my house. I, I really wish I did, but I don't have a gigabit pipe in my house. Fuck you, Kevin. You live in Austin. You tech bro, <laughs> douchebag, son of a I bitch. Have good internet. Yeah, fuck you. You're up in your socialized fucking internet service. Goddamn communists. Uh, I'ma just keep quiet. Yeah, you you just keep quiet right there. You keep quiet right there. Gab, your redneck is showing. Yeah, I know. I know. I got a little bit of that redneck showing up in that. Don't you know? I thought it was wow. a trucker hat. Um, I am from Texas. I am more than capable of bringing out all that redneck and that twang. You know what I'm saying? So the Stadia page that is in the show notes has a speed test. Mm -hmm. um, I just did the That's... speed test, and we expect you'll have a high performance experience on Stadia. So, oh, there's a speed test. I'll have a look. Yeah. Yep. Let's give that a there shot is. while I'm waiting. Test your well, connection. 
Jesus Christ. This is while I'm streaming, by the way, as well. I, I yeah, well, and yeah. this is definitely affected by what we're doing right now because, yeah. well, not only are we doing this, but also I've got the teenager playing Xbox through um, through the the Xbox Play, the monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. So we're using a lot of it right now. I click on the test here. It just, hold on. Does, does I need to? Okay, my ad blocker might be stopping. Oh, you, when you click on the test your connection, it pops up another page, and then you have to go mm-hmm. to the the new page and hit check now. Yeah. Um, while, while we all check our connections. Hey, we should probably go ahead and end the show. <laughs> what do you think, guys? Is that enough for you all? It's, it's very good podcast content, but I this think is, we this should. Is, <laughs> this is high quality. This is high quality, high test. Um, um, as, uh, this is literally high test. content. Ah, I don't know what memes are anymore, so I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> I don't know how to meme correctly. Um, so, uh, any final thoughts for this week's discussion, folks? Mm, it's There's definitely going to be a lot to dissect after E3 and everything else next week. And we is the patch coming? When the hell is the patch dropping for WoW? So, that's actually a good point. Thank you, LB. Um, LB asked if we could go ahead and give our predictions for 8.2 release. Kevin, what's your prediction for 8.2 release? Uh, yeah, this was going to be the show topic, by the way. Um, my predictions are it's probably going to be two months worth of gameplay for people, maybe a little less, maybe more for some, but I think it'll hold people's attention because it's new content and we had a really... Thank like, you, Marine's release date. Release date. Kevin, the release date? The release date. Oh. For the release date. Oh. Um, hmm. <laughs> Around I- the same time that Final Fantasy XIV's patch is going to come out. That's my prediction. Um, Do me last. I'm not going to respond to that. Not going to respond to that. I'll be a good person. Christopher. Uh, Predictions. Um, (laughs) I I actually think think Kevin's right on this one. I think it's going to be round about the start of next month. Okay, so beginning of July? I think think it's going to be released maybe... End of June, and then we're going to get the raid two weeks later. Okay. So round about the Final Fantasy time. All right. Gav! Um, mm-hmm. Gav, Gav has absolutely no input or uh, horse in this game, so Gav's going to say October 22nd, 2019. <laughs> I want to know if that's a thir- I don't know if that's a Wednesday or not. I have no idea. Go take a look. It's a Tuesday. Damn, you got it. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. Death. <laughs> okay, my prediction is based on commentary from my little birdie friends, and the word is early July. The word is early July. Early, early July. July. Okay. So we have two early Julys, three early July ishes, um, and me in October. So <laughs> All right, let's see who's right next time, assholes. Find out on the next Azeroth Coast to Coast. No. Um, uh, final thoughts, Ke- uh, Chris? Kevin had his final thought. What are we final thoughting? <laughs> My brain's melting. Neff, final thoughts on the episode. Um, I know. <laughs>
TLDR, we good English much talking. Yep, and, my, and, my and, brain kind of melted at some melted point. Like, melted like a, like two minutes ago. It melted. Like ice cream on a hot day. Ooh, I want ice cream. Um, <laughs> ice cream at McDonald's? Um, <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, do that or don't do that. Don't air your dirty laundry. Christopher. Also, don't air your dirty laundry. Nethwinch. Kevin, don't air your dirty laundry. Uh, Gavril, put your laundry in the washer and make sure you wash it on a regular basis. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the show for this week, folks. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at AzrosCTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat. That is with a K. Mr. Chris over here is <laughs> at underscore... God damn it. At Akari underscore mag. Miss Neth is at Nethwinch. I myself am at Gavril underscore ET. That's two I's, one L. Just send emails to feedback at AzeroCTC.com. We love to hear from you, and we would love to be able to talk to some more of you or air your dirty laundry on the show. Uh, you can join us live on Saturdays when we record and sometimes stream the show at twitch.tv slash Akari underscore mag. So the same Twitter handle as Chris. Um, at some point, we will probably be switching over to uh, the Azeroth Coast to Coast one, but we'll see how that goes. Um, for links to today's show, you can visit the website at www.azerothctc.com. Shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or whatever makes you happy. Uh, I believe very firmly in consumer choice. Uh, say happy Pride, boys and girls. Happy, happy Pride! Pride.